I know what a weeaboo is. <laughs> I even know what a I even know what a waifu is because of Arby's. <laughs> the, the Twitter account, or did they do something else? Oh God. No, I just I just read on some website like Arby's has got an Arby waifu now, and it's another sign that we all live in hell. And I was like, yeah, that's Ken's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when brands were just about advertising themselves. Adam, don't you now want to go just like mow down on some Arby's because they're saying words that are part of uh, cultures that you like? No more so than I already would have. Are there Arby's in Canada? Yes. Yeah, not that many. Or at least not in my town. Anywhere there's sadness, generally high, like just abandoned highway <laughs> sadness. That's where you're going to find an Arby's. There's a lot of sadness in Canada. Oh, everywhere. It's uh, it's the style of the time. Anyways, uh, <laughs> are we recording? What happened? We're recording. Oh, hi, everyone. Coriander is going to introduce the show now. Welcome to Greedwatch 2018. She did it. A common writer. Oh, a recap podcast. My name is Coriander Dickinson. Uh, I've got with me Josh A. Kagan. Hey, everyone. We, we're doing this. And Adam Wasserman. Hi, everybody. This is episode 14, Pride, Surgery, Secrets. It's been a very long week between episodes. Yeah. I've watched this episode four times now in my life. Just to do research for the show or like... No, once I watched it for fun, then I watched it twice for the show, then I watched it a third time for the show because it had been a month and I wanted to remember what happened and not just rely on my notes. So uh, I watched it at double speed and it was actually pretty crazy. You destroyed the illusion. I, I I was just making a very vague reference to it being a long week between episodes. But in fact, uh, I had to fuck off for an entire month. But you don't need to know that, gentle listener. Stop breaking the fourth wall. You, But you started it. I don't think I did. I didn't address the audience. You put in that initial. Cr- Wait, we're. <laughs> Are we supposed to pretend like nobody's listening? Oh no, <laughs> no, we're supposed to pretend That's that somebody's pretending. listening. That's not pretending. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> there are, there are plenty of people listening to. I mean, technically three, as we're hearing each other. I, I can guarantee that we have at least one listener because I know him personally. And that person's name is Adam Wasserman. <laughs> no, okay, two then. <laughs> I do listen to this podcast. Is it the us version of Adam Wasserman? Are you standing in your own driveway with the spooky mask? Ah, don't spoil me for us. Oh, I want to see us. I was thinking about it today because I was thinking about Get Out. And then I remember that us yeah. is coming. And now I want to see I, us. And I didn't watch any trailers because I didn't want any spoilers, Joshua. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I it's ruined okay. a thing. Also, I, I I also you. by the time this comes out, uh, the movie will have come and gone. <laughs> that so, doesn't stop me from getting spoiled. No, but that's future. Only future you's been spoiled, Adam. You, like two months from now, you've already that's... seen the movie. And so you can't be spoiled because this is two months from now. That's not how time works. It kind of is. <laughs> This isn't now now. This is then now. Yeah, we all know about the, the murder dance on the boat and all of the, the yeah, exactly. five hatchets the one guy has. The pin- and... the pinata full of thumbs. Uh, that's all Arby's has been talking about. And grab bags full of fingernails. Come on. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Arby's new pinata full of thumbs burger. Get that cheese sauce. Mm, contains no cheese. Did anybody watch uh, episode 14 of Common Rider O's? Well, 
let me tell you, detective, oh. totally in surgery, but everything's going to be fine. Well, we don't, I mean, then now knows us, but uh, us now now, <laughs> we don't know that for sure. It's not looking good for detective. Yeah, Hina's got some questions about, about his state of being, and they're like, it's fine. And then they pull out the, the defibrillator. Yeah, it's uh, it's all very serious. There's not even like that much music, and it's like let's cut his shirt open and let's just do, like they're they're putting lights in his eyes and stuff, and it's it's just not looking great. And so our dear uh, beloved underpants hobo is like, I gotta I gotta go find Ankh. I gotta find some greeds. I gotta take care of this. I gotta I gotta do some superhero stuff. And then he says probably my favorite line in the series up until this point. I might be skipping around a little, but. Uh, in in telling Hina, you know, you hang out here. He says something along the lines of having someone dear by their side gives them power. And then he takes a beat to think about that and says, this is pretty true. Yep. This is my new favorite qualifier for any advice or any statement that I make. Hey, when's the bus going to get here? I'll probably be here in about 10 minutes. This is pretty true. <laughs> Where will you guys use this is pretty true in your everyday conversation? Ooh. I love you. This is pretty true. This is pretty true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is why you don't work for Hallmark. I mean, that's one of the reasons. Nope, that's it. <laughs> that's all that's stopping me? Well, that and you uh, you smash all precious memories on site. Like... <laughs> they, they don't deserve those memories. This is pretty true. <laughs> also, Dr. Heart Attack is having a heart attack. It's not going great for him. It's not <laughs> health-wise. We are not doing great with our characters. Detective, not looking good. Dr. Heart Attack. Maybe these guys just need to find new names. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Heart Attack, having had a heart attack, is being wheeled down the hall at where he bumps into AG. And he's like, wait, no, tell me what's going on. Why did my daughter turn into a scalpel monster? <laughs> And we see a fantastic flashback with her just just delightfully ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street uh, with with her metal claws scratching against a plaster wall, but still generating sparks somehow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's how you know it's powerful. <laughs> uh, plaster, always one of my favorite conductors of electricity. Listen, sparks are very important in Kamen Rider, okay? And AG explains uh, patiently, oh, well, it's a monster created of her own desires. Uh, which the doctor is like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that scans. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go have a heart attack now. And then opening credits. And then Iggy's like, oh, that makes sense. I understand now. Pfft. What's the opposite of dramatic irony? Uh, it's just it's like dramatic just, withholding. Yeah, it's just dramatic. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Blocking. It's called blocking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So anyway, now Iggy has to run off and buy every can he can find. Yeah, he was running up to that ride vendor, and I'm like, you don't know where you're going. Why would a bicycle help? And then I remembered they're actually vending machines. You know, yep. you you and me both, Corey. He kept feeding quarters, or my, my mistake, everyone, cell metals into it. And I was like, oh, no, he's just he's just buying Cokes. He's not the, <laughs> the, the poor, the poor dope. He's at an RC cola machine. Like, and then, then I remembered, all right, all the, oh, all the cans is bots. And he sends a bunch of bots and some murder hawks, some octopi, some eels, some eels. They're going out. It's the twilight bark. They're looking for, uh, they're looking for their buddy, Mr. Arms. Do you, do you think that when he spends like all of his cell metals on cans, does, does, 
Kogami count that as part of like the like the sixty percent, or is or does he take that on top of it? It's on top. Wow, Ankh's gonna be real pissed off when he finds out Eiji spent all their medals on cans. But he had to. How else was he gonna find him? It's like he sent him off to like you know sell a cow, and he ended up with magic beans. The guy who plays Eiji would make a absolutely fantastic Jack. It's so true. Okay. And that's it. And then it's the end of the episode, everyone. Good night. Doctors are baffled by detective's condition. Yeah, he's just not doing very well. He continues to not do well. And, and the doctors are sh- like, usually our patients are so healthy. Like, I'm not sure why they're so stunned that this dying man <laughs> is like, is dying. What's he, he doing in a hospital? That's weird. That's weird. Shouldn't he just be fuck off in an alley somewhere? Um, if I... <laughs> If I remember correctly, every bone in his body was broken, right? Like, we yes, have to go back. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, it's Maybe. Eh? And he's in a coma. And uh, He has some real nonspecific injuries. His heart has already failed once this episode. <laughs> yeah, they got to bring out the paddles. So he's not doing great. Also not doing great, uh, Ankh. Unk. Ankh isn't doing particularly well. He's just being an arm. <laughs> By the one bench he hangs out at, uh, where he either gets uh, pelted by children who think he's like a monster serpent, uh, or a very friendly and really adorable corgi. Uh, Hell yeah! And I'm real sad we didn't get to see that fight play out because I could have, <laughs> could have really, I could have really dealt with uh, a corgi just handing Onk's ass to him. I guess not his ass, but his palm or whatever. It's non-specific. His elbow. He's only got like one body part. But I don't know where it ends. <laughs> it's like lower wrist. I would. Oh no, maybe not even. Maybe past right? the wrist. Right. I don't. Yeah. What do you call even call the part of the arm between the wrist and the forearm? Guess. No, no, there's only one of them. Oh, uh, dang. we're doing great, everyone. Anyway, Gonk goes up into a tree. He loves hanging out in trees. That guy. Basically, he was having a nap on this bench, all passed <laughs> out, snoring, and then this corgi got all up in his face mm-hmm. and then a lady saved the corgi from him or vice versa and then he decided to sulk in his tree p.s Stop. that lady very concerned about her dog and I, as a dog owner i understand being concerned about a dog but i also feel like as a dog owner pretty devoted to my dog if my dog were barking at a floating sentient arm i would take half a minute to be like ah and then i would run away i mean she seemed pretty upset I, she seemed more upset about the dog than she did about the floating arm. And you'd think she would at least have a line of dog like a line of dialogue like, oh, a floating arm. How odd. How terrifying. I've just peed every part of myself. I have to go. Maybe she's seen worse. We don't know her life. You're, first of all, I would like to apologize to that woman. She did not live up to my standards of someone who sees a disembodied sentient arm attacking their dog. And I have to understand that other people's experiences are not my own. Thank you. What if that arm is like real sassy and just like well, it'd be throwing sn- shade on your dog? Oh, I want that so much now. I want the RuPaul's version of Ankh. <laughs> Maybe at some point in the previous several years, she got turned into like some kind of food or a statue or something. That's entirely possible. And I guess I have to keep reminding myself that everybody's just used to creepy crawly things and monsters and mm-hmm. every in this particular in this particular part of town. There's just it's just monsters and things. And that's just what we live with day to day. Mm-hmm. Just like real life, guys. Kogami's wearing his power yellow. 
He looks like he's either about to tell us about the wide world of sports or sell us a house. Uh, it is very, it's a very specific shade of yellow. Is he different this? I, I don't know why. Maybe it's also because I haven't watched this show in quote unquote a week. Did he like shave or get a haircut or something? Looks like a fresh haircut. I think he's also like less angry at Goto than last week. So maybe that's part of it. He's a little, he's a little more chill about Goto's flagrant ignoring of his orders because his uh replacement is working out so well (laughs) except that he's dead face down in a cake he made it to the last cake though which is real impressive nine out of ten cakes pretty good before he died yeah pretty good this is just our headcanon for this that this man is i thought he was just taking an old-fashioned cake nap unless we see him again i'm gonna assume that was (laughs) that was his final moment it's called an on-screen death sometimes it happens i guess Yeah. yeah I guess I just thought he was just like, ooh, job well done eating all that cake. You know what else about cake is the thing? It's real comfy. <laughs> Kugami said, you know, it was like, oh, he did a pretty good job, regardless of whether or not he's dead uh, or just taking a cake nap. But Santanaka, she's really a champ at eating cake. And then we throw to Santanaka for useless, non-existent reasons for 14 seconds. Uh, If we all remember, Santanaka is on vacay. And where she has decided to go on vacation is the fabulous couscousier. Well, they serve chili. And she gets to gripe about how much cake she has to eat for her day job. And more importantly, we get to see casual Santanaka, which is which is great. Big fan. She's wearing a T-shirt. She's looking real chill. So good. Uh, and she's chatting with the owner of the Couscousier. And are we to believe that everybody in this world knows each other? Like, <laughs> no, you... not at all. So Satanaka just happened to walk in on her vacation in which she did not leave town. Just decided to walk into the one restaurant where all of our other lead characters hang out. Yes. But no, because I think... Given given that Ankh and Eiji are under uh, like heavy surveillance by Kogami, Satanaka probably knows where they work and maybe has seen the menu and maybe he's be like, hmm, I wouldn't mind going there if I had some fucking time off. Those prices are very reasonable. Yeah. The menu changes every 10 minutes. Uh, by the way, if you're keeping track, this week it is a Wild West theme. Ever so briefly. Finally, Kogami's given, given Goto some useful feedback saying your pride is in the way of your dreams. Yeah, you need to let your desire overwhelm your pride. <laughs> Goto's like, hmm. This could have used a, this is pretty true. After <laughs> yeah. So many applications. <laughs> Speaking of applique, which we weren't. <laughs> fabric. Colored fabric. That the greeter apparently now just like, Toss them down in front of themselves or something. It's like rolling out the red carpet for yourself, but that would yeah. only apply to Ankh. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna splurge and get myself some like nice silky, like I don't know, purple fabric and just like roll it out in front of me whenever I get to work. See, if, see if that uh, establishes my dominance. You think the greeter competing? They're just like, this is my territory. I'll take that over them whizzing everywhere, I guess. Oh, yeah. Hells yeah. Yeah, that's a much better. I got to teach my dog how to throw fabric. (laughs) Uh, We're at the Peach Pit. We're at where all the monsters hang out and gab mostly about metals. And this is no exception. 
And Mazul is uh, like, hey, fam, everybody chill out. We're going to have all the metals we need real soon. And then he breaks the metal in half and makes some garbage yummies. Uve and his trash yummies. Onk is having his tree nap or hanging out, but then gets noticed by some many clawed woman who wants <laughs> to do surgery on him. <laughs> I, oh, I'm... right. He noticed because Corgi Lady is running past because Surgery Lady wants to do surgery on either the woman or the Corgi. Whoever, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> She's just, she is single and ready to suture. She is just out there. <laughs> and Onk's like, I could take you. Nope. Also, I'm not sure what kind of surgery she's going to do by just apparently stabbing him. But she says she's pretty confident. I think she wants to do surgery in a Dr. Giggles kind of way oh, of absolutely. doing surgery. Like, there's no, there's no, she's, I don't think she's like, hey, your corgi has a deviated septum. Let me get in there <laughs> real quick. Also... Now I feel slightly more justified in asking about the woman with the corgi. Why is she still anywhere in this area? If a disembodied hand attacked my dog, I would I would run as fast as my fat little feet could carry me, dive headfirst into a taxi or an Uber or whatever the fuck, and I would be three states over. Well, I mean, maybe it hasn't been that long. Maybe she was on the way and then she bumped into Scalpel Lady coming in the other direction. She's like, I can't catch a break today. It's either disembodied arms or Scalpel Ladies. Ain't it always the way, though? I am never coming back to this park. So, you know, there's a little fighting and uh, Ankh doesn't do great. Mm. Ankh's hand eyes are bigger than his arm stomach when it comes to fighting. He's not so good at hand-to-hand combat. Ah! Fart noise. (laughs) Anyways, he gets saved by a hawk can. Yay! Of all the indignities. (laughs) Well, he's a hawk guy, kinda. He is? Kinda. Kinda. He's a bird Like a bird guy. He's a bird guy. He's a bird themed. This is pretty pretty true. valid later. Yeah. (laughs) This is pretty true. Um, And then uh, Aegis shows up. And uh, then there's some uh, core medals get thrown around. And uh, it's time for some good old-fashioned fighting. Wait, first there's a bad apology. Where AG like tries to apologize and headbutts Ankh instead. And then he begs Ankh to go back and cure Detective with his magic yes. arm powers. Oh, yeah. And then Ankh like retreats off the corner of the screen. Like the whole <laughs> screen. He's just like, whoop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Ankh found himself thinking to himself while enjoying his tree nap, like, oh, you know what? Maybe it wasn't great of me to get rid of that body in the first place. It's more like, where am I going to find someone severely damaged? Uh, Has he tried the entertainment industry? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. For example, take that. Speaking of crashing the fourth wall. Hey, there's some fighting. There's some some tattoo buying. There's some Mm henshinning. There's some kicking and punching. We're doing it. There's a sexy cat. It's not sexy. That cat's not that cat's not sexy. I mean, I guess like it's I have the beholder. Back at the hospital, Hina's interfering with her brother again and yep. has has started to manhandle him and grab his hand. Something all doctors recommend. And like we all wish, the the coma brother twitches finger. 
which she then, I don't know, crushes in her mighty Hulk grasp. Yeah. Yeah. But then he sits up and he's it's got the onk arm on him again. And he's great. And he says, don't don't squish me with your super powerful strength. So she just pushes him off the bed instead. They're fixed all better. And then and then apologizes to to the brother half. Yes. Back to some fighting. The uh, he he puts on his uh, he puts on his nicest cheetah feet and uh, kicks kicks the kitty in the in about the face and stomach until the doctor pops. He just kicks that doctor right out of uh, sexy mm-hmm. cat. Yeah, Onk told him that this was the same kind of parasite as the fat cat. Yeah, and so I think that's why he did the kick dig because yes. you know worked last time. Yeah, but it doesn't really work when the body sizes are so similar. <laughs> it's. I mean, it did. What did you just see, Corey? I saw him pull a human-sized lady out of a human-sized cat lady. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I, we we have to assume that the laws of like temporal physics and stuff, like the inside of uh, sexy cat lady, is a. A bit of a tesseract. Yeah, a pocket dimension. It's not like you stepping in and it's a one-to-one ratio. The head is very... that the Definitely in a show rife with weird imagery, watching him kick Kitty in the tummy and then seeing the doctor's face sort of poke through the tummy. Uh, yep. It's weird. It's weird mm-hmm. and I won't, it weird. I won't sleep tonight, probably. And she doesn't even have time to sit around because she has to go to hospital because Dr. Heart Attack... Heart, heart Attack... Doctor heart attack has had a heart attack. She's well worked up about it. You know, you know who's not worked up? The doctors about detective being fine now because Hina's trying to like give them an explanation. They're like, whatever, we don't care anymore. They're busy with Doctor heart attack in the same room. We can only deal with one patient in this hospital. <laughs> that's that's why there was such a big crowd last week. That's why there were so many people stacking up. <laughs> gonna it's only one. It's a very exclusive hospital. We can only do one Ooh. surgery at a time. Um, wow! Not only do the doctors not give a shit about the fact that this basically on death's door meat sack cake napping motherfucker just sat up and went, "How do you do?" Also has a completely different haircut cut and style and a weird arm and a weird arm a weird reptilian arm and he was just like yeah no he's got a condition and he he's fine now i didn't mention it earlier because i didn't think it was relevant yeah not relevant that my brother occasionally uh all but dies and then comes back to life with a different voice a different haircut and a lizard arm we will take our leave of you now thank you very much five star yelp review He's a time lord. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Very fast regeneration. Totally canon. There's a lot lot of time lord stuff going on in this episode. There's a TARDIS cat. There's everything. Which brings us to Wink the Doctor. Uh, Our doctor shows up. Oh, I did it. Our doctor shows up at the hospital and we find out that the director is also her pa. What? But please call me director. I know I'm dying right now, but call me director. We're in the hospital. Don't show emotion. What a hard ass. <sighs> it's like, I didn't stop you from doing any and all surgeries, even though you're a star surgeon because of spite. I did it because you got a big fat head when people said you did a good job. And we can't have doctors like that. 
I was very surprised that this is the exact subtitle. I thought that was very strange. You got to. <laughs> Why is he sling blade, Corey? <laughs> I don't know how to do man voices. I don't know. That's I tried. I don't know, Corey. That's pretty right. What do you think, Adam? Oh, sounds good to me. This is what guys sound like. We'll be right back yep. on what guys sound like after this. How was that sporting <laughs> event? And back to the fighting, back to Kamen Rider and Kitty Gal punching and punching, and then Kazari shows up, and then it's not it's not looking good. I would like to take this point to note that the uh, the cat yummy fairly consistently is making cat noises during this fight, mm-hmm, and it's really she's funny. meowing. She's just going yeah. meow. it's great do we think the people who make this show hate cats because this is our second cat monster uh and i feel like i feel like it's kind of hard to screw up making a cute big fat cat uh and then also i have undisclosed opinions about uh (laughs) latex kitty women uh both of them are absolutely disgusting and I, I, I feel like we're wandering into anti-cat territory here. They're not supposed to be like they're they're grotesque, you know, desi- human desire. They're not supposed to look nice. I un- can't all be smooth skinned shark boys. Yeah, this is true. Yummy shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do it when it was relevant because I hadn't I hadn't experienced the, the shark song. But now I have. And I feel like there is something missing from the podcast. Anyways, Kazari's in the fight, interfering, cat fight, in Doctor Land, <laughs> Doctor Heart Attack is like, you, my daughter, do the surgery. Uh, and other doctors are like, but there's rules about people doing surgery on family members. And they're like, dogs can play basketball. <laughs> and she's like, it. no, no, I can't do it. I'm too scared I might hurt you. And he's like, that's what I wanted. I wanted you to be scared. Now you're a good doctor. Poof. Alakaziz. Because I know what I want is a surgeon who's terrified that they're going to kill me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what I look for. If they seem too confident, I'm like, no. I feel like I can see both sides of this. Uh, I don't know if the I don't know if uh, Doctor Heart Attack Dad's uh, methodology was the absolute best uh, to basically banish his daughter from doing surgery until she became a monster, and then he himself had a heart attack, but. I feel like I want a doctor that is somewhere between being uber super confident, like, you know what, just for today, I'm going to do this with my eyes closed while drinking a delicious tall boy of Pabst Blue Ribbon, glub, 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 glub. And a doctor who's like, I don't do, what, whoa, blood, you know, like somewhere between there, I think is the doctor I am looking for. I feel like there's a series of checks and balances in like the, the the medical profession to prevent both those types of doctors from operating on anybody. Yeah. So what I want is a charismatic front man to explain things to me. I don't care uh-uh. if a meat popsicle does my surgery. It can be a soulless, uncaring machine as long as it does it right. So you want to patch Adams? No. <laughs> no. Dead Sorry, I just had a massive flashback to patch Adams and I'm back now. Are you, uh, are you okay? That, How are you doing? Oh my god, he put How like he put like an enema bulb on his nose, and he was like, "Honk honk, I'm the wacky doctor." And uh, cancer children love me. <laughs> I, want, I want that as a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you? 
kind of. I feel like I feel like you might get run off the road a lot. Ah, it doesn't matter. I don't drive. I'll just stick it on the next lift I take. <laughs> hey, you got something Fair. on your bumper here. Thunk. All right, off to the pub. Uh, boy, everyone's real mad today. Weird. Uh, so she can do the surgery on her father, just like every daughter wishes. Meanwhile, Kazari's living his dream by getting the two core medals that are in Oz's belt into his, his meaty fist. Yep. He only needs two more to complete the full set. This isn't even his final form. Yeah. What happens when they get all of their... Do, do they actually turn into an even monsterier monster? I don't know. Josh, l- let me ask you a question. Would you like me to just tell you what happens for the rest of the whole show? Yeah, 100%. I could just do that. I could just spoil the whole thing. Is yeah, that what you want, Josh? God, that sounds fucking great. I mean, we did spoil us <laughs> for him. <laughs> yeah, I can get you back. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I, look, look, Jesus, Tom. I was just speculating on a hypothesis. I, uh, you know. That's not speculation. Then you're asking questions. Were they rhetorical, Josh? Were they rhetorical? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I feel completely mollified. How rhetorical was it? Um, and then uh, yeah, he's got his core medals and he, two more. Something undisclosed and probably fucking amazing will happen. Uh then Ankh rolls up on a motorcycle and is like, how did you lose two medals? And Angie's like, well, you were here. And then Ankh's like, well, take these ones. Just replace the ones you lost. Also, I don't know if this is the subtitle, just uh, not subbing super well. But I, if that's not the case, then he asked, AJ asked the stupidest question imaginable, which is something along the lines of like, hey, did it work out okay? And it's like, <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, bro. Like, I'm not yes. a disembodied arm. I've got a body. Like, <laughs> Obviously, I saved Dead Detective. Whose body is this? Yeah. No one else could fit these pants. <laughs> I certainly couldn't. No, I couldn't. Not I. I guess we're out of the sisterhood. <laughs> Five, Wasn't, six, was, seven, they weren't eight. traveling leather pants, Josh. That would have been ridiculous. That's the sequel. That's the reboot. That's the gritty reboot. Oh, God. Ew. <laughs> And I say that because okay, gritty, so wait, sorry, in I'm it. just doing some dream casting in my head. Sega is gritty in it because otherwise it's not a gritty reboot. Yeah, no, it's gritty in leather he, pants. Oh, he cannot fit those pants. He can. That's because they're magical pants. God, they are. Here's two more core medals, says Ankh, because I just I just got a bunch with me at all times. We're good. It's it's lucky he can still tattoo. Like, what if what if they'd been out? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, okay. Maybe this isn't. This is not a spoiler. Quite. I'm genuinely curious. Let's say that Ag just bites it. Let's say that he just gets murdered. Does Ankh then take that belt off of him and go slap it on some other meat popsicle, or would Ankh attach himself to Ag and then be both a greed and a common writer? Oh, I bet he would do that. That that would make more sense. He'd be like, "Oh, I'm trading up." That would that would augur poorly for everyone, I feel like. That's maybe oh, sure. that's too much power for Ankh. Last question. Would he allow his spectacular hair to come out through his helmet? I feel like that's an important part of Ankh's deal. Mm. Absolutely not. How do you feel about people in outfits fighting? Because we got more of it. 
What I like during this specific fight is that AG is awkwardly feeding metals into his sword while fighting. Because, yes. you know, he's got he's to fill up the slot so that the sword works. Yep. But he's also got to fight at the same time. He's got to fight two cats while yep. he's filling up his sword. It's a, uh, it's a bad design problem it's not great i love the and i'm now i'm picturing like war movies or whatever but all of the guns are coin operated <laughs> like, oh oh, hang on hang on hang on cover for me i got god damn it who's got a, somebody run back and get a shitload of times no one is allowed to start the war with their guns loaded okay yep don't worry all he gets all of the coins in there and then does my favorite thing with his big sword which is not only like slice through bad guys but also slice through the show itself yes always real enjoyable to see that that sword can actually unhinge and tear the fabric of time true while this is happening a couple of trash hemis show up and onk's like finally i get to beat something up i'm gonna take all my frustrations out on you which makes me think that Ankh's kind of like a dog that hasn't gone walkies and that that's really all he needed was the opportunity to beat somebody up and he would have been a lot less crabby. Yes, it's uh, I forget where I read it, but it's a uh, chew toy energy. Uh, mm-hmm. And but it's just for him, it's just it's just punching energy. I wonder if that's why the quirky was attracted to him in the first place, like game recognized game. <laughs> But unfortunately for him, Goto also needs to go walkies, and he shows up, and he's like, hey, finally something I can kill with my gun, Yay! 14 episodes in, and he blows the crap out of the yummies, and also shoots at O's for no apparent reason. You know, I th- I watched that, ep- I watched the episode like, f- you know, three or four times, and I-, I was like, I must be misseeing this, because what it looks like is he shoots Common Rider directly in the fucking chest. Yeah. Yes, but I guess that's just how he says "sup." <laughs> He's like, "Hi." I think it's like how he says, "You don't tell me what to do. My pride's not in the way. What am I without my pride?" Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> You're not my real dad. You know, he so rarely actually gets to shoot his gun in a productive way that maybe he's just—I like, know—a little out of practice. Maybe he's like, "Well, if that worked, maybe I can kill O's too." He needs to go back to tar- when he was doing target practice. What was, what was he doing? Shooting at cans. Poles, little pole, yeah, poles, yeah, little poles. and they exploded a lot. He's got to work. Really he's got to work on that. He's got to work on uh, not <laughs> less. Be more friendly. Be less friendly. Fire. That's a little tip from me to you, Goto. He also refuses to let go of his bride. Oh, I thought he was having that flashback because he was like, "Oh, I am learning a lesson, and I am going to come here and help." the situation as opposed to make it worse except for the part where i shoot the lead of the show in the fucking chest well and literally says no i can't i can't let go of my bride before doing it that too but like i i thought that was just him sort of wrestling internally before doing the right thing i could be i feel like Uh, yeah who can tell with that dude he's just a butt that's the thing He's a butt. Yep. Yeah, I feel like every week now he's going to be like, man, you know what? I've reached a crossroads and maybe I need to be less of a butt. <laughs> and then the next week he's like, nah, I love shooting. I love shooting in pride. Yep. Meanwhile, in this high stakes exchange, Dr. Surgery is getting ready for surgery on Dr. Heart Attack by scrubbing her hands and thinking about how much she doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. That's what makes you a good yeah. doctor. Not wanting your patients to die. Mm-hmm. Because Ari's tired of this shit, and he's just gonna go. They're like, eh, I got most of my medals. I'll see you later. 
how about a little three stooges interplay between our buddy the arm <laughs> and our buddy the underpants hobo because that's what yep. we get and get some woo 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 and some yoink and some lay and uh but there's entirely the, what we get basically like hey yonk don't leave that body alone again it's like i'll leave that body alone again they walk off into the sunset. I'm gonna pull your hair. Which is how I can confirm that that detective can wear Onk's clothing because detective is wearing Onk's clothing, which means that when he was in surgery, he was actually wearing different clothing. So yep. he has gotten changed before coming out here. No, when which he is nice. when when Onk when Onk sat up in the hospital bed, he was already fully clothed in Onk clothes. You see, my brother has a condition. Uh, the condition he is manifest clothing. Yeah, he's he almost dies and is comatose, and then sits up a completely almost different person with different hair. Oh, and also his clothes change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Move it along. Is he fine? All right. Get your hand stamped on the way out in case you need to come back. This is absolutely not interesting. Go away. Hey, everyone's okay. Uh, doctor, yeah. Doctor Heart Attack is now just Doctor Heart because he's all hearts. <laughs> And Dr. Uh, Dr. Knives is just Dr. No Knives. Yeah. And she's finally getting the praise that she thought she wanted. But now she doesn't want it. Now she's like, no, I still have so much to learn. And the other three doctors are like, what? Because they all turn and look at her simultaneously like they can't believe what's happening. Meanwhile, somewhere else land, a man is getting arrested for fraud. Well, what does that have to do with anything, Corey? Well, you see, Mazul has been away which they've been talking about in greed headquarters, but we don't know why. And so this very greedy man, it appears to be, has been arrested. Well, in his front yard, just lying on top of some decorative rocks, is some plastic sack and spider web yeah. cotton. Yep. And you know, and you know what? They're 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 real drippy, y'all. Yep. You gotta get we gotta get some downy or something. We gotta quicker pick her up that. And we're like. What could that possibly mean? But back mm. in Greed Headquarters, there's some handfish. They're back, everyone. Yay, handfish. Yay. Miss them so much. It's so great. And then they turn into medals, and everybody gets medals. Yay. And they're like, this only worked because we used those trash yummies to distract uh, distract uh, O's. And I'm like, O's was pretty distracted, regardless of the trash gummies. I don't know if that really helped at all. Yeah, the trash yummies distracted Onk, I guess, but he wasn't doing anything. I think I think Uva just like really wants like to believe that the trash yummies are a good idea. It's all he can do now. It is. It's crush cell metals. Yeah. Like, bust apart small change coins. Who haven't we seen this episode? I know, I know. Who have has not made an appearance? I know it's the photographer who really what? loves money. <laughs> money photographer and his shrew wife. And that no. doesn't sound familiar what? at all. And they love punch. What that was no, like, no, 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 no. Literally like four episodes ago. Who? Okay, who haven't we seen? Oh, we haven't seen it's that. We haven't Dr. seen Dr. Mackey. We haven't seen that big guy who loves chicken. No, it's Dr. No, it's Mackey. Def- it's definitely Dr. Mackey okay. with his doll that he is currently cuddling in a chair yeah and he's got some cool stuff on his 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 computer monitor uh and then it switches to a big red core metal and (gasps) 
I guess it was like in the oven and it's done. He's like a very yeah. fancy, like a tasty bake. What's happening here, guys? I watched that scene 18 times and I did not. Un- What's happening here is that Mackie has one of Ankh's core medals, the peafowl medal, which is why it made that peacock cry. <laughs> At the end, just like a peacock would. But, oh. A quick question, Corey. What would a male peacock sound like? <laughs> That's what a peacock sounds like. It would sound pe- like this. Whoa, whoa. That's the callback. <laughs> uh, you've never seen a peacock, have you? I have. They literally, uh, we live around the corner from a giant cemetery where Toto and Mickey Rooney is buried, and it's lousy with peacocks. The park near my near my home is peacocks. And whoa, whoa. Rotten, yeah. terrible birds. Awful birds. Mean Am I the only one who's not in like frequent proximity to peacocks? Ha <laughs> ha. They used to have some at the mall. Like, did they work at like a Spencer's? <laughs> no. That's where I we felt- had. We have a giant mall that used to have animals in it, and then they decide people decided it was cruel, and they had to get rid of them. I assume they just shot them all. Perfect. And now they're sold at the taxidermy store that mysteriously opened up the next day. We had we had dolphins, and people got real upset about it, and one of them died. Maybe two of them died, and the one and the last seals? one got like released they still into have the ocean. Seals? Oh yeah, they still have seals. What fuck? There we go. What fuck? mall is this? This is West Edmonton Mall. Yeah, it used it's to be like the biggest mall. The fourth biggest mall in North America now, or something. Yeah, because like Mall of America, mall of America kind of USA, yeah. USA, and we don't kill yeah, animals at a, the mall. Actually, it's it's got the largest indoor water park. Or something yeah, like that. and it's also got an amusement park. It used to have like three movie theaters, but now only has one. There's still a shooting range. Yeah, there's a shooting range. There's at least one bowling alley. How about there's a driving there's a mini range on golf? The roof. What about big soft pretzels? Do they have big soft pretzels? Oh, they I'm sure they must. To- too many Cinnabons. No, for yeah, pretzels. no such thing. Um, Ooh, now there's I want cotton a candy. Pretzel. Cotton, cotton candy. I, I mean, no, I heard you the first. It's just not my. You don't? Did jam. you say yuck? Yeah, it's not my jam. Because what? I don't, I don't, I don't it's understand. just sugar. What about candy corn? You know, I indulge around the October season. I'll have one or two. What? That's not enough. How much? What's the proper serving? Maybe, you know, it could be Canadian health standards like or difference. Like about 30. <laughs> the, <laughs> the medical board. 30 candy corns. The yeah, medical board of Canada recommends you have 30 candy corns a day. I, I made uh, shepherd's pie today and I thought about what would happen if I put candy corn in it. Oh, uh, it and then I didn't. It would be disgusting. It would be absolutely... It would be horrible, but yeah, I thought about it I have to say that candy corn is not currently seasonal unless you're talking about the Easter variety. Oh. Or okay. leftover Christmas candy corn. So there's a candy company with like the 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 stripy candy man on it. Can't remember what the the name of the company is. But they do all sorts of different kinds of candy in like little bags for like a buck fifty or so. And they have candy corn all year round. So at my local grocery store, I just keep buying it to see if they'll replenish it. And they did. And I was excited. So that means I can get it all year round as long as I just keep buying it so that it's financially viable for them to keep getting it in. Yay, capitalism. This has been True Stories with Adam Wasserman. <laughs> this is my life. Thank you. Tune in next week when we hear about that time Adam used a coupon that had expired, but he used it anyway. I guess I kind of gave it away, but that's not for oh. that's not for now us. That's for then us. One, one time, Spoilers. I almost got free bacon. 
Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, late. Wow. All right. Okay. Let's, wow. let's save okay. that for next week. Save it for later. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Cool. Uh, I'm Josh Kagan, and you can find me at Josh A. Kagan and Instagram.com. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. Goodbye. We did it. Ciao.